Welcome to the Cambridge Judge Business School Podcast Centre. Not only is China's economy growing at record rates, the country's insatiable demand for energy is outstripping practically every other country in the world. Put simply, China's annual growth in demand for energy is currently equal to the United Kingdom's total energy consumption for 12 months, a single year. But as the Cambridge Judge Business School's Dr. Pierre Noel has been exploring, China is now concerned about the security around its energy supplies, especially oil, much of which comes from the Middle East, a region beset with upheaval and unrest. His conclusion. China's energy security is more closely linked to the United States than it is to the producers of the Middle East. China's energy security rests on the functioning of global energy markets, and currently the provision of security to those markets is mainly a job carried out by America. And of course, increasingly, it will have to be a job carried out by America and others, including China. So that's the main reason why I see、uh, the China-U.S. relationship,、uh, of which energy is only one dimension, of course, as a key driver of future Chinese energy security. But China demands much or more of everything, doesn't it? Because of the nature of the country, the nature of its development, the speed of its development. Yes, its energy consumption is rising extremely fast, and the absolute quantities are enormous. Just to give you a. A sense of that in terms of both electricity generation and total energy consumption. Each year, the growth in China is equivalent to the total UK energy consumption. Each year, China adds to the world's energy consumption the equivalent of one UK. So it's really enormous, and、uh, to cover that growth in consumption, they rely on everything they can. So everything is growing at staggering. Uh, rates, be it oil consumption, gas, coal, and also、uh, renewable energy, but the the energies that link China to the world are mostly oil and gas, and、uh, this is where the security issues are. Everything is going up. Every demand is going up, as you've just said. But King Coal still rules in China. Indeed, and as you can see,、uh, coal basically covers seventy-five percent of the growth in Chinese energy consumption, and this share is not going down significantly or at all. So yes, coal is still the、uh, the cornerstone of of Chinese energy economy, hence the key fuel for、uh, supporting Chinese economy growth. Is it possible to predict how long this is going to continue? Is it is it just going to continue and continue, or is it going to reach a plateau at some stage where the energy demands are going to level out? Okay, nothing continues、uh, forever, and certainly not in 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 economic matters. What is going to happen, I think, is that at some point the Chinese economic growth, macroeconomic growth, will significantly、uh, slow. When will that happen? I don't know.、Uh, Will it happen gradually, or will it be more some sort of a, a crash? I don't know either. And this, of course, when it happens, will have massive implications on energy consumption. In terms of of、uh, energy itself, the the again the, the the growth is such that everything they can bring into the into the system, they do bring. But their their 
policy is very much to diversify the fuel mix and including diversified with cleaner stuff. So they they they, they are they have a nuclear program which is enormous, uh, building a lot of nuclear reactors. Uh, they are installing wind farms like no other country in the world. Last year, half of the total wind capacity installation in the world was done in China. So the rate of growth is is astronomical. The problem they have is exactly the same as the problem we have, which is that uh, people tend to live in places where there's not, mu not much wind, and for very good reasons. So the wind is, in, is very far away, and China is a big country, very far away from the consumption centers. Should we be concerned about the, not so much the, the, the demand, the growth in demand in China, but should we be concerned that there's a security issue around, uh, particularly in, at the moment, across the, the oil-producing states. We have Libya in trouble. We have that whole region in trouble. When, and China is importing oil from those countries. So there's going to be an even greater demand. I think it is extremely important to understand this security problem correctly. Chinese growth in oil consumption and oil imports does not in itself create a security problem with other other consumers or other importers. The oil market sits in between and the oil market allocates supply to whoever can pay for it. We are not directly competing with China in a, in a some sort of zero-sum game to access Middle East oil or access oil from Africa. Those countries and companies operating in those countries produce supply oil to the oil market and then... Uh, the commodity market allocates the physical supply. So the increase in Chinese imports and Chinese consumption has two effects. The first one is to accelerate uh, the uh, efforts of uh, uh, exploration and production all over the world and also to drive the price up. So, But it drives the price up for all consumers across the world, Chinese consumers, U.S. consumers, European consumers. Again, to understand properly the security problem, you have to first understand that there is a global market for oil. Uh, we're not relying on bilateral links with specific producers to cover our needs. So the security issues are security issues to the global market primarily, and the turmoil in the Middle East is, is a very good illustration of that if uh, we were you know when we're losing libyan oil it has an effect on the price that everybody feels whether you are in china or in the us or in europe and if we were uh, to lose uh, the, the gulf itself saudi arabia kuwait um, the united arab emirates you know if you were to lose their production or their exports to the world market then it would have a major much bigger impact on the price that again would be felt by all oil consumers across the world. Does this take us back to full circle, back to your, your conclusion, and, and, that is, and that is that China's links with America are probably more important long-term than those links with, with the Middle East? Absolutely. The, the, the Middle East problem is one of the two key problems that uh, matters for the security of Chinese oil supplies. The other one is the security of the sea lanes, oil transport corridor, if you want, between the Middle East and, and East Asia. 
in, in the Middle East, the security architecture that has basically prevented major oil supply disruptions from this region over the past 30 years was a US-installed uh, and US-maintained architecture. It is uh, collapsing now before, before our eyes. The US Middle East policy over the past decade has not helped. There were probably some deep forces that were eroding it anyway, but the Iraq war was certainly the uh, the beginning of the end. What is going to come next is, is unclear, but uh, the question in principle or in theory is, can that be transferred from a US-maintained uh, architecture or regime to something that is more multilateral and relies more also on regional powers. Will China have a role in any new security regime in the Middle East? Potentially it could. I'm not sure it is interested. So there's always this question of whether you know whether, whether China is now ready to have a foreign policy that matches its global economic clout. On the other problem, the security of sea lanes I think it is simpler. It is simpler because I think there's already considerable, uh, if not well-publicized, cooperation, military cooperation between the US and China. So there are some concerns about the build-up of Chinese military power, of course, but there's also a lot of confidence-building measures and actions that are carried out, including some preparation for joint policing of naval sea lanes. So, of course, things could go wrong. But I think this, broadly speaking, the ability of China and the US to work together, both in terms of renewing the security regime in the Middle East and in terms of policing the sea lanes, are the two key drivers of Chinese oil security in the midterm and long term. Are you drinking from a full glass or a half-empty glass? Are you pessimistic or are you optimistic? I'm I'm rather optimistic in terms of energy security, uh, strictly defined, if you want. I'm less pessimistic, but also less competent, to be honest, on more general security issues. And, you know, Taiwan, for example, uh, is, a, is a reality uh, that has a lot of potential to derail the US-China uh, relationship. Uh, will it? I don't know. And I'm, I'm neither, neither optimistic nor pessimistic, but... Uh, it's clearly a hot point, you know, whether the two incumbent great power and the rising great power will be able to uh, coexist peacefully is something that will not be primarily driven by, decided by energy. But if the answer is no, it will have profound impacts on everybody's energy security, starting with Chinese energy security. Dr. Pierre Noel, thank you. podcast produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School. 